This is Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network. I am delighted to introduce our next guest, Kathy Wild, who is president and CEO of the Partnership for New York City. Now, John, you were at an event. It was a phenomenal event. It was at the Rainbow Room. Every important executive of of New York was there. And uh, uh, Kathy Wild, she was the leader of the band. Kathy, you did a great job yesterday. Thank you so much, John. It was uh, an exciting morning because it's so good to see New York City back. (laughs) Well, I think it was back. Everybody who's anybody was in that room, and uh, everybody uh, was looking. And there was optimism on the stage. You had a few people uh, speak. Uh, You had uh, uh, David Solomon from Goldman Sachs speak. Jamie Dimon was there. Uh, You you have a new co-chairman for the uh, uh, for the uh, uh, event. Yes, our new co-chair is Albert Borla, the CEO of Pfizer, who we call our hometown hero. Yes. Pfizer yes. came out with the first vaccine and the first therapeutic for the COVID-19. So it was very exciting. And it was uh, good to see um, a lot of old friends that we haven't seen in a while. And uh, and uh, f- I, we have here um, uh, former Governor David Patterson, and he has a few questions for you, Governor. Well, Kathy, uh, as for those of us who unfortunately were not at the event yesterday, what do you think the priorities of the partnership now that everybody's back, but in some ways we're not back? Correct. It, things are uh, things are back, but they're different, I would say. Um, what Who's not back are the remote workers. We are just wrapping up our latest survey of uh Every quarter, we're doing a survey of how many office workers, Manhattan office workers, are back. And it looks like the number is going to be about 55% of on, on the average weekday that office workers are back. This is up from 49% in September, so we're seeing a gradual increase. But most employers are telling us that they think hybrid work will continue through 2023, that they'll get to about 57% of people in the office on the average weekday. But more than 80% of employers, and this is new facts since the pandemic, more than 80% of employers are saying they'll have a hybrid work model where most employees will only be required to be in the office three days a week. So to that end, there are obviously a number of people who just aren't working right now, and then there are a number of people who are afraid to come to the to the venue, you know, to the office building. What is the well, incentive you, to bring them back? Well, well, let me just say, well, throughout the pandemic, employers have been urging their employees to come back ever since the lockdown was done in was completed in June of 2020. Employers have been asked actually looking to get people back. And you're right, at first, for the for the first year and a half, we saw that fear of getting on the subway, fear of crime, uh, fear of the disease were all big factors in why people said they didn't come back. As of the current survey right now in 2023, only 6% of the respondents are saying that fear of anything, crime, disease, whatever, but 
fear of the subways, only 6% are saying that's a factor. Very encouraging. Overwhelmingly, it is not fear. It is the flexibility of being able to work from home, the convenience, uh, the savings, financial savings, because they don't have to go out for lunch, whatever. So it's, it's, it now has become part of the expectation of one of the benefits of having a job is you don't have to go to the office. But Kathy, it's Tony Carbonetti. It's that trickle-down economy, though, that always kept New York City vibrant. It's the going to lunch. It's the having the after-work drink. It's, you know, buying clothes after work. It's it's things like that that we always relied upon in the city to keep things moving forward and keep growing. You know, Tony, just to, just to make a fine point, um, that's what kept Manhattan business districts vibrant. Actually, people working from home, many of the community business districts in the residential neighborhoods across the five boroughs are doing much better and have, have bigger retail sales, more patronage, opening new businesses. We, in the last four quarters, in the last year, We've seen 32,000 new businesses open in New York City. And for the first time ever, most of them are not in Manhattan. You are correct, because I am thinking Manhattan-centric, and you're absolutely correct. I mean, I have uh, my in-laws are in the restaurant and bar business, and the one in Midtown is not doing as well as the one in the old neighborhood, right? The neighborhoods are doing well. But when you look at things like Hudson Yards, where we, you know, years ago – we approved millions of square feet of space, and then we rezoned Park Avenue and Midtown. How much long is it going to take to grow into those neighborhoods when people aren't going to work anymore? There are a combination of policies. I'm sure you've seen the reports that are being put together by the mayor and the governor on the, on the efforts that are going to be made uh, to basically attract people back, but maybe not for the same reasons. I mean, one problem we still have is business travel and international travel are down. And that was a big contributor to retail and to restaurants, mm-hmm. et cetera, in, in Midtown and Lower Manhattan. So that's a problem. So it's not just remote work. It's a lot of changes. And people are not just doing remote work. They're also doing remote education. They're doing remote shopping. They're doing remote the doctors. care. Exactly. Remote health care. Everything. So what we've done is we've had an industrial revolution into the digital economy in the last three years. And that, as much as the pandemic, has affected everything that's going on. But but we are really gearing up. As I started to say, the uh, the planning for what comes next is going on hot and heavy, so improving the public realm and converting commercial office buildings, the smaller buildings where it's possible, converting them to residential. Uh, The real estate board just came out of a report. There's 20 million square feet of commercial office buildings in Manhattan that could be converted to residential use. And that would also provide us with some additional affordable housing units, which is a very important consideration. So it'll make, and you know, and putting residents in neighborhoods, it makes them 24-7 communities. So we think that Manhattan, midterm, long-term, certainly Manhattan is going to stay valuable property. There is lots of opportunity for what to do in Manhattan. I mean, some people 
are counting on casinos and marijuana shops. What I'm not a casino on. marijuana fan. <laughs> we always, we've always come back in the past, and we will come back, thanks to people New like York, you. New York always comes back. Totally agree. Yeah. 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 Kathy, it's, it's Richard Weinberg. I want to ask you, what about the empty uh, ground floor space, the brick-and-mortar stores? What do you see happening there in the city? Well, what they're looking at is kind of, is entertainment, arts and culture. I mean, there's, there's lots, um, lots of thinking going on. Child care facilities for uh, which we've got a real shortage of. So I think all of that will work. And as I say, we've had 32,000 new businesses start in the city in the last year. So we've got plenty of entrepreneurs that are hopefully going to take up that space with new exciting things. Uh, that will make New York more vibrant than ever. Um, we we also had had yesterday at our annual meeting that John was talking about when we opened the conversation. The governor attended, and she gave very encouraging statements about her plans to really invest in solving some of the problems, the issues that we face. So public safety and uh, some of the mental health issues. She's putting a billion dollars in her budget for mental health services that we haven't really had adequate. And an interesting fact, I was at a meeting with the mental health experts from the city last week, and they were talking about, in terms of the mental health population that's seriously mentally ill, that's homeless and in the streets and subways, the estimate is it's about 1,500 people. In a city of almost 9 million people, we should be able to solve this problem. Kathy, Kathy, so much. Uh, Thank you so much for the dose of optimism and this great information.